Hello and welcome to today's episode. We are going to dive into part three of our series on the four women doctors of the church, part three of four. So if you haven't heard number one and two, go back and catch St. Catherine of Siena and St. Hildegard of Bingen, who's not British, but why not? Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, St. Teresa of Avila, man, the woman who just throws it down, who is Michelle Bensinger's favorite, by the way. So I thought Michelle, since, uh, you know, that's your girl, I'm going to ask, I usually ask Heather first how she's doing and what she's up to, but we've already been talking about life in our 40s and like what <laughs> what, what it's, like, it's like to be 40, because St. Teresa of Avila, her life took off at 40. It continually gives the three of us hope. Michelle, we know you're not 40 yet, but <laughs> how's life treating you? <laughs> Life is treating me just dandy, Sister Miriam. She's being a little spicy this morning. I don't know if it's in celebration of St. Teresa of Avila or it's just her real temperament is coming out. But um, Sister over here is being a little spicy, but I am good. I just drank like my third coffee of the day. I know. We're a little concerned when we opened up the show and she had like a 20 ounce. We're like, oh, girl, she's she's hitting it early this morning. I don't know. Hitting it hard early, a little bit bouncing off my seat. So, But yeah, I'm really great. It's beautiful here today, beautiful weather. Weather, life is good. Birds are chirping. Kids are at school. What else? You know, all good. Living the dream. Seriously. Are the animals coming to your door and making you dresses? Like, who are you? Yeah, the animals are singing to me. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, it's, it's a Disney movie, baby. It's a Disney movie. Michelle's so, life is a Disney movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a sitcom. But anyway, <laughs> Heather, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I mean, I can't say I'm living in, you know, that kind of fairy tale land, but mm-hmm. I think Nobody Michelle paints this picture so that so that we'll all move there. I know that's her secret <laughs> hope. Florida's overrated. Um, no, the weather has changed here, so it's like it's super dreary and like cold and like, you that. know, you just want to hunker down and watch movies and hang out and eat popcorn. And yeah. So there's something about the fall in those up here. I just actually love that. It's pretty cozy right now. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Things are good. How are you sister? That is nice. You know what, Michelle, Florida beach girl the other day, it was, co- it was cool. I won't say cold because for Texans, you know, 60 degrees is like get out your North face parka. But, um, it was like 60 or 55 degrees the other day in raining. And I was going for my usual, like five to seven mile walk every day. And Michelle texted me and she's like, I hate it. It's cold and rainy and gray. And I'm like, I love it. It's cold and rainy and gray. <laughs> Feels like home. So yeah, you know how it is. And I, I just told her, I was like, I would never make it in the Pacific no. Northwest. And she's like, only a few are yes. chosen yeah. to love. Only a few are chosen. Yeah. <laughs> only the chosen people yes, live in the can chosen live in the, land. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll keep my beach just fine, girl. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've been getting so much feedback uh, from our two weeks already with the Women Doctors of the Church. Y'all are, you guys are rocking it. Can we just say that? We just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners and all the people on our Facebook group who are posting these incredible things. I know the two of you guys see probably more than I do, but Heather, Michelle, do y'all want to give just kind of like maybe one or two comments that you really were struck by as our listeners kind of share their own hearts as they journey with the women doctors? Heather, you want to talk about that? I was, I mean, yeah, I've been so inspired by people's reflections. I'm like, people are going there, you know, and even just the honesty of saying, yeah, I was kind of like, how am I going to get through this Lexio Divina on the same scripture for six days, you know, and then sharing about how God broke through with like really incredible insights. So I am 
I'm feeling inspired by the things that people are writing. I love that people are diving into this and taking it seriously and going to the next level, even when it's hard. Um, and there's been so much fruit that people are sharing. And I love the responses from our listeners to one another, that it's mm -hmm. not just us responding. There's such a, a nice community that is happening online. So I've been really blessed by it as well. What do you think, Michelle? Yeah, I love it. I love the sharings. I love the personal um, testimonies that people are giving. And I love how other listeners are responding to the other listeners, you know, mm -hmm. and um, just ministering so well to one another, you know, just, and I love that part. And I really do love seeing all the different countries that are represented in our Facebook group and the sharings and knowing that it's got, you know, seeing the beautiful picture of one of the journals on the beaches in Australia and seeing another one in Ireland and seeing, you know, another one in Mexico and, um, Bolivia and yep, someone from South Africa, South Africa. Yeah. It's just, it's a great, it's just been, um, it's just been so good. And we just thank you for being on the journey with us. And we just love, um, we just love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Yeah. It does. It totally inspires us. Mm -hmm. it, it is a gift to our hearts. So it's yeah. great. So ladies, speaking of inspiring today, we're going to talk about one of the famous, most famous women ever probably in the church. And it is Michelle Benzinger's favorite. So we're going to talk about St. Teresa of Avila today, who is the first woman doctor of the church declare the first woman doctor of the church. And you're going to find out why in the, in the minutes that we have together in this episode. But Michelle, did you want to read kind of your description of her in the journal? I loved it. And you talked about, we talked about Catherine being soul, St. Hildegard being voice, and we're going to talk about St. Uh, Teresa of Avila being mind. So you want to read your description of her? Cause I absolutely love it. Yeah. So for St. Teresa of Avila, a true mind and she was the spicy reformer who transformed her order in bare feet. A sojourner on a spiritual journey, she conversed with her creator using humor, wit, and her fierce convictions. Her majesty taught her the language of castles that bring us all closer into the throne room, making the kingdom a more illuminated place. Mm, so tell me about that. How did you gather those characteristics together? Because they're all true, and I just love it. So I took, I mean, I think... Teresa of Avila and St. Teresa of Lisieux are probably the two ones I think all of us are most vested in. I mean, mm -hmm. Sister was very invested in St. Catherine of Siena. That's my girl. But, yeah. yeah, you love her. But, you know, and we've said this before on the podcast. Um, you know, my bishop says it a lot. Saints don't choose. I mean, we don't choose saints. Saints usually choose us, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so I really feel like Teresa of Avila and St. Teresa of Lisieux more are one of the chosen ones. But I think for Teresa of Avila, I think because our temperaments are very similar, that I just embrace her a lot. But I loved that, you know, spicy, her temperament was a little bit spicy or like she was a journey person. Like she has a quote that says, God is on the journey with us too. And I I chose the word her majesty. That's what she referred to the Lord a lot. That's what she used to call him in her prayer. She referred to him as his, um, your majesty, oh, you know, and I just love mm -hmm. that whole thing. And the whole idea of interior castles. When I remember the first time I read it when I was in college and I go back to that over and over and over again, interior castles, I had never understood the spiritual life explained that way. I never understood like spiritual growth and spiritual levels explained that way. And I love just the visual imagery she gives in um, Interior Castle. It's not a very easy read when you first read it. But once you get um, accustomed to her language, you know, I mean, she wasn't an educated woman, you know, and so it just amazes me. And a lot of people that I know that have read her, like scholars are like, girl, she needed an editor so bad. You know, that girl <laughs> needed an editor. And so, but which I totally relate to because I, I rely heavily on my editor. And so, um, but just, 
um, her whole relationship with the Lord. I love it. Um, then it's like she saw um, God as um, his majesty, but then she was one of the ones that really embraced Christ's humanity, you know, mm-hmm. and that was part of her trademark spirituality that I loved in progressing in the spiritual life. And I mean, we think she's a doctor of the church, but she was only made a doctor of the church in 1970, her and Catherine mm-hmm. of Siena. Mm-hmm. That's not that long ago, ladies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that we have women's voices, women's doctors, women's teachings. And Pope Benedict called her one of the highest points of spiritual life in the church, mm-hmm. you know. And so I just am so excited to talk about her, you know. Heather, what about you, sweet girl? What do you think? You know, one of the things I love about Teresa is um, she, you know, had this change that happened. We were talking about this around the age of 40. It's like where she was, she was Catholic. <laughs> what kind of change? <laughs> <laughs> I think change occurred. Um, she was, you know, living a life in the convent. She was, you know, had her devotions and had all her things. But when she got to the age around 40, like a big interior shift happened. And she she felt this calling to take things a lot more seriously. And she started to dive deeper and deeper um, into her own spiritual life and then started progressing, you know. And so I, I love that part of her journey. That's very real to me. That's very relatable to me. And I'm, I'm excited that we're going to talk about some of those things today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. And I, uh, yeah, I can certainly admire St. Teresa of Avila in so many ways. And she's just, what a, I like, I love her wit. I love a sense of humor. That's one of my favorite qualities in people is a sense of humor. And I love just some of her witty sayings from everything like God save us from sad saints to, mm-hmm. um, you know, a story that she tells when she falls into the mud and she tells the Lord, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder why you have so few. Like, yeah, that's my such- favorite. <laughs> great saying. So, um, yeah, let me just tell you a little bit about her if you don't know about her. So she is a a Spanish saint from Spain, born March 28th, 1515, and one of nine children. Um, I love that as at the age of seven, so you see once again, what's up about seven, that seven, eight year old age, she, uh, wanted to run away and be martyred with one of her brothers. They were going to go join like, you know, kind of the war and be, be martyred for the Lord so she could go to heaven quickly. And so you see that kind of zeal in her already, um, had a devotion to St. Joseph already. But when she was 13 years old, which is very, very beautiful, you know, in her loss, when she was 13 years old, her mother died. And it was at that moment that she went to our Blessed Mother, the Mother of Jesus, and um, took her mother, took her for her own mother. And it was just, she said this. She says, "When I began to realize that I had what I had lost, I went in my distress to an image of Our Lady, and with many tears, I besought her to be a mother to me. Though I did this in my simplicity, I believe it was of some avail to me. For whenever I have committed myself to this Sovereign Virgin, and I have been conscious of her aid, and eventually, eventually she brought me back to myself. And so you see a real like you talk about you know the communion of saints, the the devotion to um, to those who've gone before us, and that sense of like help help me. And I love that her sincerity of heart. And she as she grew, she was captivated by life with Christ, but did not want to be a nun. I love that. It was, it it took a while for her to kind of, you know, come around to that idea. And then, like you said, Heather, she was in the convent for 20 years until she really began to, in a sense, take it seriously. And I love her. We're going to talk extensively about her thoughts on prayer, but I just love how practical she is. I mean, she's not just giving us kind of a theoretical discourse on prayer. She's talking about how she herself spent many hours not she couldn't wait until the hour was over so distracted by all these thoughts in her head that she couldn't wait until the hour of prayer was over because she was so distracted and how as beginners in prayer we often give up and so i love her practical wisdom um her practical advice and so we're going to talk about about that as well today because we need those in our in our 
you know, in our lives, our daily lives of people who've gone before us, who are masters and kind of laying out the blueprint for us, who help us understand the pitfalls and help us to how to, how to grow beyond those, you know, and kind of grow through those. So I want to turn it back over to you, Michelle. Do you um, want to talk a bit about that, about her life of prayer? And I'll talk about some of her quotes and we'll kind of give our, our friends that are listening some helpful advice along the path. Yeah, I think the main thing is, I, I love one of her thing is, you know, prayer and um, comfortable living are not compatible. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, and I mean, and Pope Benedict resonates this, you know, we are not made for comfort, we are made for greatness. And the greatness mm. that Pope Benedict is talking about in comfort living that St. Teresa of Avila is talking about is encountering Christ in a personal way changes and transforms us and we cannot stay the same. We are always constantly being changed glory to glory. And it was interesting. I was having a conversation um, this past week, and we were talking about growing in the spiritual life. And it was interesting. Uh, my spiritual director made a comment. And he said, you can have a relationship with the Lord and still be in relationship with him. You know, and he knows you and you know him and you love him and he loves you. But are you growing in that relationship? Mm. Are you making steps? And I think that's one of the reasons why we even like decided to put like the two spiritual disciplines in the journal, like Lexio Divina, you know, you love how I say that. Mm -hmm. And, um, <laughs> you know, the examine at the end of the day and what those do, it keeps us on a path, but it helps us grow and it helps us see progress. You know, mm -hmm. and we are not looking, you know, even though St. Teresa of Avila says like the way of perfection, we know on the side of heaven, there is no perfection, but there is progress over perfection. We know that there is growing and that she really saw prayer as a friendship between her and her love, Jesus, that it was a conversation between two people, you know? And I think one of the things that I love about St. Teresa of Avila is she gives us permission to wrestle with the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. like she and him went, like they would have some serious throwdown conversations, you know, because it was a relationship. It wasn't just, you know, she was obedient, but she was obedient because she would question him and ask him and understand him. And I mean, she had these powerful, powerful prayer experiences and she had these spiritual directors and some that understood her and some that did not understand her. Yeah. They crucified yeah, her was, and condemned mm, her, mm -hmm, you know? And so then mm -hmm. she would come back to Lord, is this not of you? Like, where are you in this? Or just, you know, and like one of the quotes I love is, um, I don't fear Satan as much as I fear people who fear Satan as much, you know, like, I mean, yeah. I really think in heaven, her and Flannery Connor probably have a coffee date every morning and like trade you little quips, it. you know, and then like the, they're the fun section in heaven. You know, just having these funny conversations with one-liners. But I love that she wrestled with the Lord, and I love that she just, um, when she finally decided to surrender everything to Him and really grow in spiritual progress, because she was a nun for how many years? And she wasn't really taking her spiritual life. Oh, 20 years. Yeah, yeah like seriously. Years. Mm -hmm. Like, she was basically in the parlor chatting and reading romance novels. Amen. So she was chilling, watching Netflix, and chatting, texting her <laughs> friends away. You know, I was not taking the spiritual life seriously. And I'm not saying that we have to give up those things, but what is God calling us in the conversation and prayer? Like, and I love how she just saw the humanity of Christ. Like I said before, like she wrestled with him. She laughed with him. She would come to him with her questions and concerns. And then she's like, okay, teach me the different ways to go. Teach me how to transform from glory to glory. Teach me like how to start simply and keep on growing on that on those levels so I can reach you, so I can be in your arms, so I can be in your throne room, so I can see your, your face clearer. And um, yeah, I just love that about her. What about you, Heather? Yeah, I like that she got to a point, like she really realized that there was a lot of compromises she was making. 
you know, in the early part of her spiritual life and that she tolerated certain sin in her life. And I think yes. that, that that is like a huge challenge for those of us who are walking with the Lord. Like you said, Michelle, there's, there's some of us who have a relationship, but we're not going deeper. We're not, you know, we get to a point where, um, we just stop making more sacrifices to get to that next level. And Teresa talked mm-hmm. about like her carelessness of sin, you know, in her early part of her mm-hmm. life. And I love this quote. It was something along the lines of where she was talking about, you know, God has so few friends. So the ones he has should be good ones. And that was sort yes. of like this motivation oh. for her to go, yeah. I need to go to the next level. And like, I didn't pay attention to venial sins. I didn't, you know, really think that they were a big deal. And, and, um, and that that had to change in her life for her to go to the deeper, the deeper places. And I, I just love that about her. There's several things that she says about that, um, that I think could be really, really good growth for us to go, where mm-hmm. have I made compromises in my life where I pr- prefer my own comfort or my own desires, even though I know what God would have me do. Mm-hmm. I just prefer it, you know? Oh, so that, that's a huge challenge mm-hmm. to me. What are some mm-hmm. of your thoughts, sister? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love her just continual perseverance. And I, I do. I love Michelle. I love that you were talking about obedience. And we've talked a lot about voice and about soul and heart. And sometimes I think, you know, when people talk about, hey, just speak your voice. You know, you just do, you do you. In many ways, it's kind of like a big, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. So, and, you know, but she's not like that because she's speaking the truth, but she is obedient. She's wrestling, but she's obedient. And to the word obey means to listen. It means to hear. So she is speaking her heart and she's listening to the voice of God. And she's always surrendering to her lover, to the voice of God. And I love her. I just love her persistence, her continual striving. And she, I love when she says this, it's so beautiful. She said, anyone who has not begun to pray, I beg for the love of the Lord, not to miss so great a blessing for there is no place for fear here, but only desire for even if a person fails to make progress or to strive after perfection so that he may merit the consolations and favors of the Lord, yet he will gradually gain a knowledge of the road to heaven. So she's saying, girl, keep going, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. keep going, just keep trying, keep, yes, we're distracted sometimes, but just keep, bring your mind back to the Lord, make time for that. Um, and I I liked how she said, you know, like really to piggyback off what Heather's saying is that one of the reasons why she struggled so much is because she couldn't, she said, I couldn't shut myself up within myself. Mm -hmm. I was so distracted, so out, you know, like looking at this, what's happening happening here, what's happening here. And it isn't not in our society today is, you know, much as we love social media, things like it is so easy to do that. We are constantly, you know, kind of fragmented. And it really is that, that continual disposition to place ourselves in the presence of the Lord in a bonafide prayer time, y'all, like there is no substitute for it. And to keep returning again and again and again, and to let the lover speak to us so we can hear what he's saying. So we can surrender to really what our deepest desires are. And I love, I love that because she's, you know, she's saying, yeah, you're going to have a hard time, but just get back on the horse and keep on going, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she does have a sentiment of it not being a quick process, Mm -hmm. which I think we all want that. We all want to go to Barnes and Nobles and pick the book. It's like, give me the three steps and I will do that. And then Mm -hmm. I've arrived, you know, Mm -hmm. and the spiritual life is not like that. It takes time. And she says at one point, have great confidence for it's necessary not to hold back one's desires, but to believe in God that if we try, we shall little by little 
even though it may not be soon, mm-hmm. reach the state that the saints did with oh, his help. I love that quote. And to me, that's inspiring. I'm like, it's little by little. It goes back mm-hmm. to, you know, our good friends, the CFRs, like with their, <laughs> with their, the new album that's out that, that Michelle was talking about. It's the little by little, making little choices over and over again for love of God. And, and uh, many times those are going to be at the rejection of our own comfort, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. You know, like mm-hmm. these are the things where the kingdom is opposite from the world. The world says comfort. The kingdom says sacrifice. You know, the world says put yourself first. The kingdom says put yourself last and mm-hmm. you'll find yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really like, do we believe this or not? You know, and, and that's where I feel like this whole where we are in the church right now, it really is a wake up call for all of us. You know, are we going to go deeper? Are we going to go higher, further? you know, further up, yeah. further in with the Lord mm-hmm. or not? Are we going to stay mediocre or or are we going to begin again, little by little, making our, our progress? And it's not progress to like, okay, I want to succeed or, you know, I got to get to a certain level or I got to do all the right things. This is relationship and intimacy with mm-hmm. a lover, the mm-hmm. lover of our soul. I love it. She said she she loves scripture and she said she saw herself mostly as the bride in Song of Solomon, Ooh. Song of Songs, that that's what she saw herself as. And one of the things that she's also really big in her writing says is our need for self-awareness, what we're talking about, mm-hmm. that oh, you can yeah. only grow spiritually as aware you of who you are. And mm-hmm. I love one of her quotes that says, when I was young, I was told that I was pretty and I believed it. Later on, people found me intelligent and I believe that too. They tell me today that I'm a saint, but I have no illusions. <laughs> and I just love that. That's so good. Because I think when you grow in the spiritual life and you grow in who you are in the Lord and uh, one of our other, you know, either we're she, one of our other quotes, either we're daughters of the King or we are not, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this is our identity as a daughter of the King. But in that daughterness and in that we know that nothing good apart from him, you know, resides in us, that we are made in his image and likeness and we are good. But that goodness comes from the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. and people will say to us, oh my gosh, this is such a great work you're doing. And you're like, oh, it's all the Lord. There comes mm-hmm. to something with age when you get older and you're like, baby, I know that it's nothing to do with me and it's all to do with him mm-hmm. um, yeah. because and we're not like, woe is me. You know, I'm a horrible person, but we see our weaknesses in the light of his strengths, you know, mm-hmm. and that just totally transforms us. And, um, and I think when you embrace our, your own weakness, you can see the glory shine through of his strength. And you're not afraid of your own weaknesses anymore. Yeah, I think self-awareness is um, a beautiful thing, but it takes time to become mm-hmm. self-aware. And mm-hmm. we want to judge ourselves or be like, oh my gosh, I struggle with this. I struggle with that. But I even wrote this morning, like, what if our struggles are sign po- signposts for his redemption to work through us? Amen. You know, and mm-hmm. it's only in our struggles that I will surrender. I won't surrender in my strength, baby. Mm-hmm. I only surrender in my struggles. Oh, girl. And mm-hmm. that is that is what I think he is asking us. And I think that's what she did so beautifully is she had to reform her own order when she was in it herself. That's mm-hmm. not an easy task. Like we read these things and we said, oh, yes, she reformed her own order. She discovered all these monasteries. This is not an easy task what any of these women did. You know, and we read them like they're fairy tales when they're actually things that happens. And it happened out of obedience, but it also happened out of a lot of surrender and a lot of suffering. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. like when I was reading about her mother this yesterday morning when I was studying her, I'm like, we just glance over that. Yes, her mother died when she was 12. Yeah. You know, St. Teresa's mother died when she was little. To lose your mother is a traumatic thing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. lose that nurture and we just brush over it. And, but I think the Lord, 
blesses those who suffer, when you surrender that suffering, he does great things through that, Mm. you know, and that is what, um, yeah, she does and continues to do is to teach me is that she keeps on surrendering. She keeps on becoming self-aware and in that self-awareness, she becomes, um, even more just in love and in romance and in that season of um, her beloved, who is Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that was really important to her, and Pope Benedict pointed this out and a couple other people, is she allowed herself to be taught by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think a lot of times that we were like, just tell me what to do. Like Heather said, let me go to Barnes Noble and get this book and tell me the three steps to spiritual greatness or tell me how to do this. And we don't want to rely on the Holy Spirit in us. Say, Lord, mm-hmm. teach me, Holy Spirit, what Amen. do I do? You know, mm-hmm. And I think that's what he's asking us to do is invite him into the situation and allowing um, him to teach us what's mm-hmm. the next right move in our spiritual life, in our mm-hmm. spiritual walk, in our self-awareness or whatever it may be. Mm. So, yeah. Ugh. That's so good. I, I was so um, convicted. We had that scripture reading for Mass um, where Jesus is talking about, you know, what 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 father would give his son, you know, a snake when he asks for a fish. And uh, when, when Jesus says, how much more? It just so convicted me, and I've put it into practice. You know, he said, how much more will the father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You know, mm-hmm. and I just mm-hmm. lately, I feel like that is the cry of my heart, like come Holy Spirit. And I, I just, yeah, such, such good stuff, Michelle. And I really, I do appreciate her, her, what she, I think she calls a seller of self-knowledge, you know, and going within ourselves and not to get navel gaze, but to kind of understand. And I, I don't know if I've said this before, so, uh, I may, I may have, but I was listening to a podcast uh, about self-interior awareness and like all the little parts of us. And many times we want to shun there's certain parts of us, especially like the little parts, the parts that are needy or the parts of like at certain ages where we've had trauma. And many times we, we're so unkind to those parts of us and we just wish they would go away and we try to manage our life. And it's the podcast host was saying, it's not until we welcome every, which is really, it was, it was challenging for me to welcome every part of yourself to the table, that every part of yourself has a seat at the table, but to understand that those parts don't have to drive the bus. (laughs) And, um, I just had an encounter with myself at 13 for like the last week. I saw my 13 year old self every single day. And my temptation was to be like, get out of here. Like, I'm so embarrassed of you. And it's really was so convicting to my heart to put my hands on her face and say, I hear you. Like, I see you. Oh, I'm going to cry just talking about it. Like, I see you. Mm-hmm. And I know like you're hurting and I know you want attention and I, I love you. And I want you to know you're welcome here you know, mm-hmm. and you're welcome to have a seat at this table. Um, but honey, you don't get to drive the bus. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're going to tend to you. Mm-hmm. We're going to let Jesus tend to you, but we're going to understand that, you know, that the 42 year old in me is the, what's going to drive the bus and you're welcome here. And I love you. And, you know, I had somebody very wise in my life say, it's really only to the extent that we can be kind to all the parts of ourself that healing takes place. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I really appreciate St. Teresa of Avila, her, her seller of self-knowledge where taking mm-hmm. ourselves to the Lord and allowing him to speak to all the parts, right? So mm-hmm. that was very convicting for me. Yeah, I think it's often a part that we dismiss, you know, mm-hmm. and many of us want to dismiss things in our past. There is a very strong sentiment that I hear in people where they go, that happened a long time ago, you just got to get over it. 
Well, the mm. reality is we don't get over it. You know, we don't just get over it. Like we need to invite the Lord into those places. It doesn't mean we need to dwell on them and we need to be, you know, mm-hmm. become a victim and of our circumstances and focus on all the pain in our life. That's not what we're talking about. But we do need to understand why do I do what I do? Amen. You know, why when this happens, do I respond this way? Why does it trigger this like feeling of insecurity and self-doubt? Why do I respond with anger when this situation occurs? Mm-hmm. And most of us aren't pausing enough to ask those questions of ourselves. So no change can take place. Mm -hmm. We're not inviting the Holy Spirit in there. We're not even saying, why is this happening to me? When was Mm -hmm. the last time I felt like this? Or when was the first time I felt like this? Mm -hmm. Um, To go back into those places. And this isn't stuff that we tread on alone. This has nothing to do with self-reliance. In Mm -hmm. fact, it's the opposite Mm -hmm. where we hold our weaknesses openly before God and say, God, please come into these places. I need you here. I need you here. I'm weak. I want to depend on you as my healer. And so I think it's beautiful, sister, what you're talking about. Most people don't tend to go there because Mm -hmm. it's scary. And because at the end of the day, we doubt if God's actually going to come through. Mm, You know, it's like, well, if I go there, if I begin to open up this can of worms, God, are you even going to be there? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's opening our heart more to trust, saying, God, please give me the gift of faith. Help me to trust you more. And this is how we walk in the spiritual life. But we have to begin to ask those questions about becoming more self-aware. Why mm-hmm. do I do what I do? I, and I think it's true. And I think because it does, it, it mitigates against the self-quiet and the self, you know, the, where the part where we go into the inner chamber, right? And speak to the Father alone. And if we can't go to the inner chamber if there's all these competing voices or things we're not willing to look at. And so I, that is part of prayer. It's, it is a mental exercise, but it's also an exercise, like she says, of desire of the heart as well. So it's, it's the integration of the human person. Cause like we're saying really prayer is a relationship. It's, it's the, the, Mm -hmm. the conversation between the lover and the beloved. And that's what Mm -hmm. it is for all of us. Mm -hmm. And I love that St. Teresa of Avila gives us, you know, this progression, like as she talks about the interior castles and the different levels, like those are Mm -hmm. good things for us to begin to look at as we're growing Mm -hmm. in our spiritual life. They're sort of like guidelines and and you can see, wow, here's where I can progress. Here's where I need to go. Hmm. Not only progress, I think one of the beautiful things, like I said, she wrestled, but she asked things of the Lord. Like it says Mm -hmm. in her rings, like from childhood, St. Teresa of Avila have been fond of the story of Jesus and the woman by the well. Give me the water that I might not thirst the Samaritan woman had asked of Jesus. Many times, Teresa of Avila echoed the, in her heart the words, Lord, give me the water. I love that. <laughs> and she used water in so much imagery of her prayer life and you know mm-hmm. how we progress in prayer and how we do that. And she says, the beginner in prayer must think of himself as, one, as of one setting out to make a garden in which the Lord is to take his delight, yet in soil most unfruitful and full of weeds. His majesty... See, I like how she called him his majesty. His majesty Hmm. will uproot the weeds and put in good plants. We must consider how to water the garden. And then she talks about the four different ways to water the garden and progress in prayer. You know, there's contemplative prayer. There's, you know, meditative prayer and all this kind of stuff. And she gives such beautiful poetic imagery. Like in my mind, I love that, the imagery she uses to explain Hmm. the prayer life, you know, to explain Hmm. how we do this and how we pray and how we progress in, um, and I love the language that she uses because it's someone that knows her lover well. You know, it's a romantic mm-hmm. Spanish language, and it's someone that knows her lover well. But she teaches us how to grow, you know, and how to be in his gaze. And um, 
which is something beautiful. And one of the bedrocks of her spirituality and is, um, is her famous thing, you know, let nothing disturb you. She finds in herself very rooted in who she is and who he is. So mm-hmm. when things come and go, like when she was trying to reform the order of the Carmel, um, I can't say that right. How do I say it? Discalated Carmelites? Disgalced. Disgalced. Totally killing it. Totally <laughs> killing it. Which actually means big. We love you, Michelle. Yeah. You know, they pay you to speak. No way. Anyway, um, you know, but it means it. barefoot uh, Carmelites. It means, which I love. There's something about being barefoot. I just think it sounds oh, so, so organic good. and beautiful to me and um, so comfortable, you know. But she talks about those reforms. These are not easy. Like, these reforms that she is making are not easy at all. And she, you, those can only be done in relationship with the Lord. And I think that one other thing to point out about her is her relationship with St. John of Avila, who was just actually made a saint, right, with, you know? John of the, well, John of the Cross. John of the yeah. Cross. Mm-hmm. Sorry, St. John of the Cross mm-hmm. is her relationship with St. John of the Cross. Mm-hmm. Is I love how saints come in pairs a lot of times. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I love... The masculine and the feminine. That, yeah, the masculine definitely. and the feminine. I love mm-hmm. their relationship, and I love... I'm banking on trios, just saying. <laughs> I'm banking on... <laughs> I mean, Please God. I okay, am totally, yeah. I'm under no illusion that I'm going to make it. <laughs> so let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. Hey, little by little, friend. We don't uh, there have you go. So, but I just love that relationship. I love that she was older than he was. I love that there was a mentor, but then there was a, like a kindred spirit. Like let's, you know, let's reform this order. Let's change this. Mm-hmm. And so, where is the Lord calling us to reform our own life so we can bring greater reform in the church? you know, mm-hmm. and in our families, it always starts internally and then mm-hmm. it goes outwardly, you know? Yeah. We can't stress that enough. And I think it's coming from like our own deep awareness of it in our own lives. Like we have no place talking about the Lord or trying to bring reform or criticizing other people. You know, we have no yeah. place to do that. Like if we aren't, you know, deeply working on our own interior life, mm-hmm. it's essential, you know, like, mm-hmm. We, we have to start within. And I think that that's been a problem for far too long, you know, mm-hmm. in our church and one that we need to personally be committed to changing that, that I'm really going to live this, that it's mm-hmm. going to come from an authentic place, although mm-hmm. it be broken. And although I have wounds, but I'm deeply dependent on the mercy of God, which I think these, these saints, that's what they're teaching us. Mm-hmm. Well, they are. And I mean, really one of the questions to ask ourselves, uh, you know, that we posed probably several during this episode, but you know, what does reform look like right where we are at this moment? You know, what does mm-hmm. that look like? What does reform look like within me with the Holy spirit? What does a reform look like in my community, my family, my, my church, my, you know, what is, and where is Jesus calling each one of us to the vineyard of reformation, right? Where we're reforming with in partnership with the Holy spirit, you know, to do what God is so we can hear his voice, so we can hear him, so his mind can be made known, right? His heart and mind can be made known. And there there's just no there's just no substitute for personal holiness, personal conversion, personal intimacy with Christ. There is absolutely no substitute for it. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to. It's not even a it's you know, it's imperative. There's no other choice. It was interesting before we got on to record, we were all sharing personally where we were at. Oh, and yeah. yeah, there was tears and there was mm-hmm. good conversation and there was laughter and some making fun of people. But anyway, um, you know, but one of the things, you know, that question that we've been posing, what does restored femininity look like? Mm-hmm. And for me, the Lord has just really put on my heart, like holiness isn't an option anymore, little girl. 
Like either mm. you're in or you're, you know, like you, you, I mean, sometimes I feel like I do the cha-cha with holiness, you know, or the, you know, the hokey pokey, mm. one foot in, one mm. foot out, one foot mm. in, and it's not an option. And the spiritual growth is not an option. Like we have to be in, if we want, if we long to see ourselves in this church reformed and long to see the bride of Christ be who she is, it starts internally with us, you know? And so I've had to ask myself some really deep, hard questions in the last couple of weeks. Like mm. when we say we are on the journey with you, oh, Gosh, we're on the journey with you. We're no longer, we are not experts. Oh my all. gosh, we're learning. No. Yeah, we are. Oh my we're gosh, we're learning. Mm-hmm. You know, and for one of the things is my health had to come to the forefront. The Lord's like, I, you cannot do, like, I put everyone else's needs before mine. You know, so simple things that I think are luxury are actually like I need to do. You know, I need to be mm-hmm. getting that exercise. I need to eat well. You know, I'm a borderline, my adrenals are crazy and just trying to get all that done. And, I have to be a good steward of that and I'll put everyone else's needs before mine and it can't be, you know, mm-hmm. like if I'm going to be who God has created me to be and um, like has to be restored femininity in all areas of my ni- life, not to look like be a certain size or look a certain way, but to run the race well that the Lord has in front of me, you know, it, it's to do that and it's hard. That's a good word right there, Michelle. You know, yeah. so it's just hard, you know, but it's what we're called to. But um, it's a good kind of hard, you know, it's the yeah. best kind of hard, you know, it's the surrender kind of hard and mm-hmm. um, the holy obedience. So, yeah. 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 Should we pray? Should we mm-hmm. like we've been doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just pray. So we just ask you, come Holy Spirit. Come descend into our hearts at this very moment. Come Holy Spirit. So, Jesus, we are following through on your words that we're asking the Father to send us the Holy Spirit. We just thank you, Lord, for all the many ways that you speak to us. Lord, I pray that you would speak to each one of us about your desire for intimacy with us, your desire to that we would allow ourselves to know you more, where you dwell deeply within us. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would illuminate to each one of us areas where we are compromising, areas where we are dispersed within ourselves. And give us the courage to turn back to you. We thank you for the great gift of St. Teresa of Avila, this wonderful woman who who tried and who, who failed and who got back up again over and over and over again. A woman who deeply loved you. And we just ask you, St. Teresa, that you would be our friend this week. That you would remind us of who we are. That you would intercede for us as you behold the face of God, our friend in heaven. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would let us know as well, where does that reformation need to start with each one of us? Where do you want us to go? And give us the perseverance to say yes, not once, but every day. We thank you and we praise you, Lord Jesus. And we make this prayer in your most holy name. Amen. 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 Woo, girls. All right. Tell me, what's your one, what's your one thing? this week, Heather Kim, as I'm looking at you, because Michelle ditched us on the video call. So I'm looking at your beautiful face. <laughs> my beautiful bedhead. <laughs> it's always so early here when we start. I'm like, I did brush my teeth. That's good. good. Mm. Um, mm. So my one thing, well, I just, I have two. One is a personal thing. I've had several encounters with our Archbishop, Michael Miller. He's the Archbishop of Vancouver uh, this month. I've seen him like four times at different different Mm. things and just had several interactions with him. And 
I just love this man. I love him as a shepherd. Aww. He is just such yeah. an incredible shepherd to our people. And I'm just so grateful. He was at our parish yesterday and my heart just was full of gratitude for him, especially at this time in the church. We need to look to good leaders like who are holy and who are sacrificing and laying down their life for the bride. And he is, and I'm just so, so grateful for him. So he definitely on a personal level is my one thing. Um, yes, I do love that man. Um, and, and secondly, I've revisited, uh, Les Mis. This is my Ooh. one thing for this week because there's many versions of Les Mis and I have, mm-hmm. you know, I've been to the play several times and to be honest with you, musicals aren't totally my thing. I know it's weird. I'm a mm-hmm. musician. I love music, mm-hmm. but I can't, it, there's always like a cheesy element to it that I can't quite get over. Mm-hmm. That being said, when I saw the movie with, um, Hugh Jackman, the most recent mm-hmm. one, it was several years mm-hmm. ago that it came out. And I saw that it was like, I had never seen it before. Like it was like watching it for the first time. Yeah. And I think the difference for me was, it's not that they're the most exceptional singers, but they're exceptional Mm -hmm. actors. So the way that they say certain lines, it just leapt off the screen into my heart. And so I watched it again with one of my kids and you know, there's a couple parts you got to fast forward a little bit intense for young people, but, um, (laughs) It is so beautiful, and Hathaway is incredible in that. Gorgeous. Movie. Anyway, yeah. so my friends, if you haven't seen it, please take three hours and watch it. <laughs> it's really long. It's, it's so, so good. Yeah, it's it'll so, break your heart. Yeah, it's so good. But that story mm-hmm. of just mercy and forgiveness, and oh mm-hmm. gosh, it's so powerful. So anyway, that's my one mm-hmm. thing. How about you, Michelle? Mm-hmm. What's your mm-hmm. one thing? My one thing is actually getting prepared for Advent. It's two one things. Like, I love Advent. I think it's probably my favorite season because it just... Mm, aside from football season, uh, of course. Aside from football season, of course. <laughs> liturgically, it's my favorite season. Football season is just the best you season of the whole year. I know. Poor Heather is not a sports person at all. So What are you talking about? Okay, I am now a newly, like, I'm big-time Notre Dame fan just recently. <laughs> I'm all of a sudden jumping on the bandwagon, and they, you know, are doing amazing. I don't know if those two they're things correlate, yeah. but I am mm-hmm. going to say, mm-hmm. since I became a fan, they're undefeated, so... Um, <laughs> Just saying, just saying, y'all. Just saying. No. Okay, Michelle, go ahead. <laughs> Sister and I are texting back each, each other back and forth on our text where the three of us are on about the World Series, and Heather's like, what? What's going on? Who's playing? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I love how the World Series only involves Americans. Okay, just that's my Canadian <laughs> Is that cricket, y'all? No. <laughs> the World Series, only American teams, not the world. Okay, go ahead, Michelle. <laughs> I know, us Americans. But oh. mine is, I love the Avent, the liturgical season, and um, there's two really beautiful things out. I love Blessed is She's Advent uh, journal that came out. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The cover is beautiful. It has its um, these gorgeous halos um, behind all these different women's imagery. And yeah, you can sing it, Beyonce. And um, I love it because it has all different ethnic races on it. And it was really interesting. I had it on my dining room table and my daughter looked at it and she said, hey, it's me. Finally, me is on one of these church covers. Oh, that's beautiful. And I was like, oh, man. Amen. So well done, Erica and Shannon and Jenna and the whole Blessed She team that's a part of that. Mm-hmm. And another amazing Advent thing is Sister and Father Josh and Father Mark Toops has a beautiful Advent series from Ascension Aww. Press out, too, that I love based Yay. on Mary. And um, they showed a picture. Father Josh showed, sent me a picture of he and Father Mark Toops and Sister all together drinking coffee. And I'm like, oh, my people. 
people. I love all those people. <laughs> and so, um, but those are two really beautiful Advent um, resources that are coming out. And so, yeah. What about you, sister? Oh, thanks for giving us a shout out. Yeah, that was fun. I, I love Father Mark Toops and Father Josh. They're wonderful, wonderful priests, wonderful men. We laughed a lot during that series. It's called Rejoice. So yeah, I hope it blesses you. Um, it was really, it touched my heart to even be a part of it. So I feel incredibly grateful. Um, my one thing for the week is actually a song by Christine DeMarco uh, called mm. Fear Not. Mm. And I just woke up, I mean, it's in my Spotify playlist, but I woke up several mornings in a row with that one verse saying, she says, fear not, if I could say it any louder, I would. And it just kept like echoing through my soul. Like if I could say it any louder, I would, but fear not. Mm. And so I just want to throw that out there as a beautiful song, but as just a word for our listeners and for really myself too, like fear not, mm. you know, like a St. Teresa of Avila says, prayer is not an exercise of, you know, fear, it's exercise of desire. And mm. so... We have nothing to fear, my dear brothers and sisters. God is with us, mm-hmm. and he He leads us through all things. So just, that is my one thing. Just one side note, which I forgot to announce in our podcast, um, is that I created a playlist for our Doctor's oh, yes, series on Spotify. Yeah. So if you haven't mm-hmm. seen that on our social media postings, um, you can go to Spotify and just look up Heather Kim, and you'll be able to see the Doctors of the Church um, playlist there, and you can download that for your personal use if that's your thing might help you pray might help you reflect just be good background music anyway i hope that blesses you as well amen well oh my gosh here we are part three over already st Teresa of avila so if you haven't listened like we said check out uh, catherine of siena and st hildegard of bingen and next week we will encounter our fourth and lovely doctor of the church st Teresa of lisieux so until then thanks y'all hope you enjoyed it see you next week god bless you